and welcome to the Build a Bond podcast. I'm your host, Fraser MacArthur, and please welcome my co-host. When he was young and his heart was an open book, he used to say, live and let live, it's Stuart Morrison. Well, it feels such an honour to have you doing the intro to me, and it feels even more of an honour to be where we are this evening. Fraser, where are we? We are at the helm of a very, very special episode of Build a Bond. It's our first in-person recording, and not only that, but we're going to be watching the brand new James Bond film, No Time to Die, in Cineworld, in Glasgow, tonight. In about 20 minutes time, we're going to be in. We're sitting right now in the VIP lounge of the Cineworld. We're on the top floor. We've got a beautiful view out of a unsurprisingly rainy Glasgow, but it's spectacular. You might hear a little bit of background noise because we're living the high life in the VIP lounge, and we're getting so excited. So excited! I was going to say how how on a scale of one to Roger Moore, how excited are you? <laughs> My eyebrows are uncontrollable <laughs> right now. Uh, we've got a very special guest joining us as ever. Afterwards, they're going to discuss the film with us. They're going to also build their bond if they can contain their excitement. Um, and we're going to discuss, of course, the film, what we liked, it, what we thought about it, whether we liked it, what we didn't like about it, and everything in between. Yeah, the reviews have been in the last few days. Um, this is day three of its release, I think. So, yeah, the reviews have been in, they're mostly good. There's a few mixed ones in there. Stuart, for your, this is your tipping point for Daniel Craig. It could, be, it could make his tenure good or bad. What do you reckon? I know, it's, I, I wonder if I'll uh, be able to make a judgement because it'll be so emotional on the night with him doing his final episode, uh, his final scene. I don't know how I'll build it. I don't know how I'll react to it, but uh, I'm just fingers crossed hoping it's a great one. I don't know if the excitement of having to wait for so long and finally get back. This is my first time back in the cinema since the pandemic as well, so there's all those extra layers of excitement. You can probably hear it in our voices, we are hyped. And also, away from all of that, Fraser, it's just nice to be in the same room as you, working on this project that's kept us going during lockdown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's exciting to be with you as well, sure. I, uh, we've been waiting for this day for a long, long time. This is a project we started to align with the release of No Time to Die, and that was almost a year ago. Mm. Um, the film was supposed to come out, what, a year and a half ago? Yeah. So, yeah, it's very, very exciting to finally be able to watch it. And I, I almost feel like there's so much pressure on the film to be great mm-hmm. because we've waited so long for it. But I, always, I also feel like we might we might think it's great because we've waited so long. I know, it's going to be so many mixed emotions and so many like layers of analysis to go through as well. There's obviously the base level of whether or not it's a good film, and there's a layer of whether or not it's a good Bond film, yeah. and it's again about you know whether it's a good send-off for Daniel Craig. Um, wow, so much to think about, so much to talk about, but I suppose now the only thing to do is grab our popcorn and get stuck in there. Grab our popcorn and hot dogs and nachos and get into the cinema. <laughs> Let's go for it. Well, you join us now after having watched No Time to Die. We're here in the VIP suite of Cineworld, Renfrew Street, Glasgow. The red carpet is unfurled in front of us and we are now in the knowledge of the ending of No Time To Die and with us we have tonight's guest. Our guest on tonight's very special episode is one of Scotland's most talented and acclaimed photographers. 
his keen eye for portraiture and theatre makes him a big deal on the Glasgow art scene. And as well as that, he's the man responsible for one of my personal favourite YouTube videos in which he documents conversations with his dear grandmother, Annie. Once rated in the top 10 Bachelors of the Year by Attitude magazine. <laughs> so Bond. It's a thrill to have with us Mr. Tommy Gakken Wan. Thanks for having me. How are you doing, Tommy? I'm good, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm chuffed to be here and I uh, love the film. Well, yes, so, uh, well, that's what I was going to ask. You yeah. came to watch the film with us. Thank you for doing that. My uh, pleasure. Yeah, what's your thoughts? Give us your, give us your rundown. I mean, yeah, I loved it. Uh, I thought it was great. It's um, probably my favourite of the Daniel Craig Bond movies. Right. Um, Let's, let's just say now as well for our listeners at home, this is uh, a spoiler zone. We're going to talk yeah. about the film. We've seen it in its entirety. There was amazing stuff throughout. So if you haven't seen the film yet and you don't want any spoilers, pause now and come back in once you've seen the film. Yeah, or just avoid until you've seen it on at Boxing Day, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. five years' exactly. time or exactly. something. Yeah. Sorry, Tom, what you were saying. Okay, so before I talk about why I like it, though, because this is what I really want to talk about. Okay. What, 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 what did we just see there though? I mean, what's, what's just happened, canonically speaking? Is James Bond dead? I know, it, it's... I mean, that's what happened at the end of that so film. It seems that incredible, yeah. incredible yeah, I mean, to the, say it, isn't it? Yeah, so... Where are they going to go next? Well, that's it. Is, is, the, is, is it now... Uh, the, you know, the, the 007 that we met in the movie there. Yeah, is and then and do they like address that when they mm -hmm. when they when they bring the next film out? Because it's not a James Bond movie anymore. I mean, it's a 007 movie, sure, yeah, but well, it's like, not. Uh, exactly. That's what's been. We've talked about it before as well. Like, who is James Bond as a person? Is it one person who has uh -huh. always existed throughout these like different yep. decades and everything, or is it a code name that you know has existed and it's just assigned to certain people throughout? But then again, you had the situation where Lashana Lynch was 007, but was not James Bond, if you see what I mean. So got the code name, but uh -huh. not yeah, exactly. the name. But she did rescind her 007 status. That's right. Well, yeah. So she's true. not even 007 anymore. But I mean, just taking it away from the lore and the fandom and, and the history of James Bond, what an emotional... That's probably one of the most emotional James Bond films that probably yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, part of the reason I loved it is that the... Um, the tone was right for me, uh, for my taste. Like mm -hmm. it was quite moving, and, and obviously quite serious, you know. The 70s, but it's all, it, it's very funny. Yeah. And the Sam Mendes films, the last two, they were not funny at all, and they were very like I didn't really like James Bond in those films. I mean, he's not really that likable character anyway, yeah. but he had no sense of humor. You know, yeah, there was no humor in the last two films, mm -hmm. so I was glad to see that back. I mean, so people laughed in the cinema, like like yeah. genuine laugh out loud moments as well, yeah. not even just like a sort of oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's those, <laughs> yeah, it's those the, the witty one liners they're back and I love that. Yeah. And but also the I mean what I found funny, just like some of the out, outrageous stunts, you know, that defy the laws of physics, but you know, they're very very bold, yeah, great, good fun. Which I don't I don't think I really found in the last two films either. Yeah. Um I like, yeah. like the, the, the car. The, one of my favourite car chases in a Bond series as well, like an off-road car chase, which you haven't seen a lot of before, and so many cars getting flipped as well. <laughs> I, don't yeah, yeah, ever, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen so many cars get flipped in one movie. Yeah, the budget, the budget for Land Rovers must have been <laughs> through the roof. Yeah, uh, I th yeah, I think that we contended for next Fast and the Furious on some yeah. some some ways. Uh, yeah, I, I am inclined to agree with you, Tommy. I thought it was terrific. I loved it. Yeah, the thing that I think about 
I was just having a sort of a moment there to collect my thoughts before we started recording. And I was thinking going into it, I was a little bit nervous because I knew we were recording like straight after. As you can hear in the background, we're recording live in the cinema, so you can maybe hear a little bit of background noise. But I was thinking before I went in, I was like, okay, I need to really concentrate here and take mental notes of the things that mm. I want to talk about and really like concentrate on different bits that I want to like flag later. And I, when I was watching the film, that just went out the window because yeah, I was yeah, just sure. so absorbed in it and mm. I was just watching it, everything happen and I didn't really like, you know, I wasn't taking any mental notes. I wasn't like um, sort of concentrating on, on the podcast side of things. I was just enjoying the film, yeah. which, you know, you can't get a better review than that really. Absolutely. I think that's that's a real testament to the filmmakers. Mm. I think that's that's what they want you. They want to grab your attention mm. for. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was too long. Yeah. It was it was too <laughs> long. But you didn't really. It wasn't the first thing you thought. No. Like you weren't thinking that when you were watching it, thinking, "Oh, when's it going to finish?" Yeah. If yeah. I didn't need to pee, I wouldn't have been worried about the length at all. No, that's true. Yeah. And <laughs> it was it was long and it was relentless as well. Yeah. Yeah. It was maybe a few lulls, a little bit of conversation, and yeah. then just bam, straight into the next like action sequence. Yeah. What's the the so the, that director uh, Fukunaga? What what what's he done before? I didn't I don't know that. So he made Beasts of No Nation. Uh, I, know, I, know, I know it though. Oh, one yeah, of the very yeah, first yeah, yeah. Netflix films. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he also made the series Maniac. Oh, is that the one with, with Jonah uh, Hill and Emma Stone? Oh, that's not the one I was thinking of. No, I don't know. No. Mm. It was quite a weird series. I really enjoyed it, but it was it was, it was quite out there. Mm. Uh, but Kerry Fukunaga's style, um, I know. I've read about him before that he's sort of fascinated with trees, so that was obviously a massive oh, theme. Right. Okay, it was. Yeah, that was the because those bits that were supposed to be Norway were the ones that were filmed in Scotland. In Scotland, yeah. And he was. Oh, is that so? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. and he's walking to that bracket, and I was just thinking, oh, those ticks are going to be so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ticks and the veggies. Yeah, I hope he's got his like socks tucked into his trousers because <laughs> he's having a nightmare in there. Yeah, beautiful though. Yeah, really I, would good. I would say I don't know who did the the photography for the film, but mm. um. I, I thought it was great. Like it was really like distinctive. Like uh, you know, usually you can watch a Hollywood movie and sort of not really be struck by the cinematography. It's just like you know, mm. it is Hollywood cinematography. But there was some real, some shots in that where it's like, oh, there's some real distinctive. Yeah, there's a green character yeah. who did that. I don't, That's I don't what I was really keen to hear your your take on it as a photographer yourself. And that's something I think the Bond films have got better at probably over the last few maybe since Sam Mendes took over, or maybe even back right back to Casino Royale. The, Mm. got better yeah. visually probably and that felt to me like a continuation yeah true I mean I think that yeah the, the sort of Pierce Brosnan era was just like it wasn't, it wasn't terrible or anything but it was yeah. just it was just like the, the, here's, here's the thing sort of film know, by numbers yeah. we're, we're looking at this yeah, so let's yeah. just that, film the this. opening sequence in particular um, when the masked man comes to uh, kill Madden's mm. father that, that I really the cinema something that was really really Beautiful. striking yeah. and, a, and a, yeah. quite, I thought a di- very different opening for a Bond. Normally, like Bond film, the, the pre-credit sequence in a Bond film is like, bam, yeah, straight away yeah. action adventure. Whereas that, I mean, didn't even start with Bond. Like, he wasn't even yeah, in it for yeah, the first. Absolutely. I don't even know how long. Sort of five, five to ten minutes, I yeah, suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought great, great opening sequence. And yeah, as a photographer, Tommy, do you watch all films now with a sort of a sort of critical eye in that sort yeah sense. yeah I can't really help it I mean that's how I got into photography was through film um, I mean I was given a camera when I was 14 and that sort of took it everywhere but then I, I was watching lots of I was just getting into cinema at that time and my dad whether or not he brought this back to Hong Kong or whether I you know I was interested in Hong Kong cinema and there's a director called Wong Kar Wai who 
you know, when I watch this stuff, I was like, oh my god, uh, I was just funny about it with the camera, but then I realised, wow, I can, the, 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 an image can be something really beautiful, and that's, you know, it can tell a story, and yeah, so that's, that's so, so cinema got me into photography, really. That's so cool. Yeah. So yeah, now when I watch a film, I was like, oh, you know, I'm always thinking, yeah, is that how I would do it? Or, yeah. You know, or, yeah, so it's nice to be surprised, and, uh, and think, my god, I would never think to do that. Yeah. 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 I think as well, am I right in saying, I could be wrong, I could be thinking of someone else, but is Wong Kar Wai, is he the guy who does a lot with time, mate? There's always a clock. Yeah, it's clocked everywhere in his yeah. movies. Uh, which also is, was another sort of motif in No Time to Die, yeah, yeah, the titles, Time to yeah, Die, yeah, yeah. Uh, things like that, the watch and everything. Yeah, and there's well, always countdowns in Bond, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did yeah. have a bit of a problem with the watch though, right? Okay. It's supposed to be uh, like electromagnetic pulse, right, that mm-hmm. takes out any... T- any, but his earpiece still works. Ah, uh, yeah, very good. Yeah, that was a bit fun. I mean, you never, you never really expect everything to kind I of fit like... So, like, I mean, this is a gripe I have with the gadgets and Bond. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's often watches. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when it, if you kidnap somebody, take their watch off them. I know, you know what I mean? Well. It's like, if, you know, if I was the villain and I kidnapped somebody, strip them, you know, completely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know I mean? So I think, but if we're going to have gadgets, then it should be something more discreet, something less removable than a watch. It should be like yeah. a, a button of your shirt or something. That's so yeah, you know, Or something yeah. that you wouldn't think to remove from someone. Yeah, <laughs> so you see a cufflink smack I think he, Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, so true as well, like, you know, like, there was quite a few references, um, with the, guy, was the guy from the CIA was saying, Oh, he's such a fan of Bond, and he's seen like these guys know Bond. So why are they not taking his watch yeah, off? Yeah, why yeah. are they not like doing all this? Like they yeah. know, him. They, they must know by now. These yeah. are all the things he does every single time. He's, he's broadly speaking a one-trick pony, yeah. but they let him get away with everything. Well, not the last time. I know. If you're going to make Bond die, if Bond's going to die, as as he appeared to do in the end of that film, you can't. Have someone kill him, really? You know that's what I mean? That would be. If yes, that's in, ter- so, in terms yeah. of making, like, you can't have a, a, got, a yeah. baddie get the better of Bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what so was he, he kind of chose to die. Then, yeah, exactly. I mean, well, I don't know whether he, he didn't try to kill him. No, exactly. Yeah, he made a choice or for yeah. and not for. What was interesting as well, he didn't um, choose to die for cleaner country. You know, like some sort of stare. He did it unusually for Bond, for love, for, for his love, family, yeah. for. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, for like a <laughs> my, my thinking was that um, that the, him being poisoned would mean that he wouldn't be able to come into contact with Finn himself. Yeah. But actually, he could spread it to. Uh, yeah. You know, and then it could reach them by ways of uh-huh. you know that he yeah, yeah, even exactly. intend. So very uh, apt, isn't it, for our times that yeah. we live in? That is strange. Yeah, I'm just thinking there that actually Bond is becoming kind of like. Sci-fi. Maybe it always was actually. Not sci-fi as in like you know Star Trek hundreds of years in the future, but yeah. you know the near future. I mean, you know, about what we might be facing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's, what's the timeline on that in terms? Of, so obviously it was, it was, it was all was written, written filmed, and done. Yeah. So it's quite. So no wonder they pushed it back. Nobody yeah. would have wanted to go to the cinema to see massive <laughs> 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 viral things spreading. To surmise our discussion. No doubt we'll talk more about the film as as, as the show goes on, but yeah. Seems fair that we're all pre- we're all pretty big fans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would I mean, say I'll, I'll 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 think on it some more over the next sort of few days. I think, but overall, yeah, mm. I, I did love it. Yeah, 
And as well, you, you always come out of cinema with a bit of a buzz that you enjoyed it, especially, exactly, with, yeah, especially it with Bond because it's fresh. because it's so like exciting and it's a bit. Yeah, I really so, feel like it. Would, yeah, I think um, I can't think of another example in the like in Bond where he engages with a child. Uh, ever like I mean, let alone so in this one, it's uh, you know, yeah. his own child. Yeah, um, that's so true. I can't think of him with a kid, and it, uh, yeah. it's kind of nice. Like I, I quite liked, um, I quite like these moments where you kind of see Bond, uh, more happy, I suppose, or basically yeah. showing like you know, he's got he's something that he lives for. Yeah. Which is, I think, again, what was completely missing from maybe the last few films. He's just like a total killing machine, and it's that's not very interesting from a mm. human, human human point of view. Uh, well, at least I can't relate to people who kill, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so, yeah. It's so right. So and it's nice to see. And I think it's as well, like, it was, it was, as you say, I've never seen it before, it's something totally new, but I think it's testament to what Daniel Craig's done to the, or the character over the past few films, that you could, like, I think if you, maybe like, straight, two or three films ago, if you saw Bond interact with a child, you'd be like, nah, it's not really realistic, or it feels a bit strange, but because he's kind of softened the character around the edges a little bit over the past few films, because he's made it, a more real character. When you did see him interacting with a kid, you didn't think, "Oh, it's not very Bond." You did sort of yeah, thought, yeah. "That's really nice." You know, you're you're sort of like, "I just want you to be happy, Bond." Yeah, yeah. Daniel Craig grew on me in this film because I wasn't I wasn't really that much of a fan of him as Bond before. Mm. And also, uh, Ray Fiennes as Evan grew on me in this film. I never, I, yeah. I wasn't. Oh, maybe just because I liked Judy Dench so much. Yeah. <laughs> but, but then so when Ray finds it, but but actually, yeah, this I really I, I really liked him mm. as M in this film. Yeah, as well. I feel like I would have liked to have seen more of Anna de Armas, although we saw a lot of her. Yeah, but I would. I thought I thought she would have played a bigger part in it. She was um, a yeah, interesting character. Mm. Yeah, I thought they could have done a bit more with that. Maybe maybe include it. Feels like later in that the was film. so long ago <laughs> when, when she when Bond was in Cuba. That feels like a lifetime I was, I was, ago. I was going to say that opens the door to to her appearing in yeah. future films, but obviously not with James Bond. So much like that's an interesting bit to speculate on. So obviously we'll, we know already we're not going to see uh, Daniel Craig again, and you know I think to be fair he's given himself a really good send off mm, yeah. with that film. Do you think the, the other characters will continue? Will we see um, him again, Q again, or will they just totally start again, a total recast? Well, I mean, it's po- we know it's possible, because yeah. Judy Dench survived the, pro- the Brosnan era. Mm. But, how, but, but then, it was never, you know, we actually have seen Bond die now, so how, I know, do, they, so how, do, no they, how do they address that? Bond is coming back. I, yeah. was almost, I was almost expecting, so after, after James Bond dies, and then you've got the car you know driving through the, the hills there mm. and it's just got Madeline and the kid in it I almost expected to see James Bond yeah. in it you know there was some way yeah. there's some way that he's uh, well no. having said that you know but then of course there was no if body. I believe that then yeah exactly there's, there's no body and, and, and typically in films and television if you don't see the body they're not dead that's the very good point that's a, a, that's a good rule to go so by yeah. but we do know that it's Daniel Craig's last one so mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. Yeah. so it would be kind of yeah that the emotional impact of him coming back wouldn't be the same if he's an actor now so yeah it will be a very interesting gap now between n- between now and the next yeah and the and yeah. stuff because <coughs> presume, I mean they are planning to continue it mm-hmm. the broccolis yeah. have said that they will be announcing who the, ne- who the new that's right yeah. James Bond is next year yeah but now they've also set a present a little bit that they've never done before whereby when Bond comes in as, as the actor of Bond his 
his or her uh, series of films has to be like actual chronological storyline, whereas in the past each Bond film has just been a, apart yeah. from a few little bits and pieces, has largely just been its own standalone film. Yeah, floating timeline. Yeah, whereas yeah, now do they have yeah. to then do that to get a new Bond and they have to like think of a whole story arc over a series of films. I'm not so right. keen on that, yeah. to be honest. I'm not so yeah. keen on the serialisation of it. I, I liked that it was standalone yeah. in the old days. Just kind of episodic, you know, like... Yeah. I mean, it's nice that you obviously can have some sort of general growth, but yeah. not, not an arc. Yeah. You know, that's not... Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, that, I was thinking about that uh, when we were watching that, the, the, the film tonight, actually. I mean, so, for example, like a kid who's born today you know, and grows up and goes to watch a Bond film, they can watch any one and yeah. they get the idea. Yeah. It would be a bit shit to sort of, like, watch one and go, oh, wait, I don't understand this and that. Yeah. Yeah. Or, well. Yeah, because you couldn't watch that one and... There would be so many questions about, mm. oh, is that grave that he's gone to visit? Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's actually really good. Yeah, I never really thought of it like that. The thing about Bond is you, you dip in whenever you're the right age, when, when a film comes yeah, out, yeah. and that's your first one, and it doesn't matter because yeah. they're all kind of standalone, whereas now kids over the past few years, you know, never mind that the pandemic might have fucked them up really badly. <laughs> now they can't even, now they can't even enjoy Bond properly. <laughs> oh, God, it just gets worse than this year. Oh, my God. <laughs> this generation are absolutely screwed. <laughs> Well, I suppose that we should really be getting on with our actual episode of Build a Bond and, and what better way to see off Daniel Craig than by having you, Tommy, build your dream Bond. Sure. So, we know you love this film. Yeah. So, but I'm presuming that you came possibly prepared and didn't, you know, cast Daniel Craig and... Nope. <laughs> <laughs> As I say, I wasn't really a fan of Daniel Craig right. until, but, but, you know, he really grew on me in this film, so... <laughs> good, good. Um, so, yeah, why don't you why don't you tell us who is your James Bond? So, this is a question I've struggled with the most. Um, I thought about... I mean, so my favourite Bond, mm-hmm. you know, so far is uh, Timothy Dalton. Oh, you've already won a fan over here. <laughs> yes. Um, what is it about? What is it about Timothy Dalton? What, what's your like? It's the chin, isn't it? The chin. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I, I mean, I think um, it was because he was quite kind of dark, mm. but not. You know, not 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 stupidly. So he still had a bit of a sense of a hum- sense of humour, but he wasn't like camp and silly like Roger Moore. Yeah. It wasn't. So interesting bit of trivia. This this I do know. Just speak to being a Timothy Dalton fan in general. The reason that Timothy Dalton's Bond is less rapey than the other Bonds yep. is because it, he, he was making those films at the height of the AIDS epidemic and they right. sort of said, oh maybe we should like tone down the promiscuity. Okay. So, <laughs> and so maybe that's why I like him as well, he's, just, he's a, bit yeah. like, a bit less creepy. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah of, of course I suppose because in this film um, it was centred around the love story between you know, Madeline. There was there was this promise. So yeah. Daniel Bond's, uh, uh, da- da- sorry, Daniel Craig's Bond in previous films has been particular. Had that. Oh, I was like, oh, have God, been a lot of bad yeah, yeah. Like, Jesus. Yeah. Special <laughs> Spectre, I think. I think that. Yeah, with, yeah. With Monica Bellucci, I, I always find that scene really. Well, there's the one. Is it? Yeah. I can't remember if it's Casino Royale or Quantum Solace. There's one, or maybe it's in Sci-Fi. I can't remember now. But this, he's, he's just met this woman, you know, and often in the films, you know. Bond, the women, they, they, they sort of give him a bit of a, you know, come on. There was one where she's just having a shower and he just walks in. <laughs> yeah. the she's given no indication that she yeah. wants that at all. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> problematic. Yeah, I didn't like that one. Yeah. But yeah, um, 
Yeah, I think is it when, when you go back, they're, they're all very problematic in the past. Of course, I mean, yeah, you judge them by the time. But then also, it. exactly right, you judge them by the time. So now <laughs> you, you think, okay, this should have been ironed out probably. Like a few <laughs> there were probably yeah. a few films too late ironing yeah. out that side of things. I also yeah. think Timothy Dalton was just like, I don't know, he had the look, he had the feel. I mean, for me, it just like really worked, mm -hmm. uh, Timothy Dalton. I also think the voice, his voice was the perfect Yes, exactly, voice. exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> and I, I sort of I must have scared the living daylights. <laughs> and I, and I, I really sort of I'm sad that he only got you know two shots. Yeah. Too. Like I feel he should have had more. Yeah. And actually I don't know why because I love those two films, Living Daylights mm. and License to Kill. So do I, yeah. And now that I think about it, like the love stories in those films, I think I've said before actually, you really do believe him when he's falling yeah, yeah. in love with someone. <laughs> uh, and I think in License to Kill, it's, it's it's not about promiscuity. It's about a love triangle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Rather, than, you know, he's he's kind of he doesn't know to, cho to choose between the two. Yeah, yeah. That love him. Yeah. And I think I think those two probably Daniel Craig and Timothy Dalton are the two best actors to have played Bond. Yeah, they're, exactly. They're, That's they're, the they're, thing. They're, they're, Timothy Dalton yeah. he's actually a good actor. Uh -huh. I mean, like I, I actually, I mean, probably because I grew up with them, but I love the Pierce Brosnan ones. Mm. But. <laughs> Not a great he's, actor, a bit he's relatively one dimensional. <laughs> in his role. They're, good, they're good fun. Yeah, and he does what he does very well. Yeah. He just yeah. only does one thing. <laughs> Do you know, actually, funnily enough, like, I was thinking, watching No Time to Die, I was thinking Daniel Craig was channeling a little bit of Pierce Brosnan at times. Yeah, I think that, that's the sort of, cause that, that's the kind of tone I like. I like the Pierce Brosnan era tone, like, yeah. where it's, you mm. know, they're, they're kind of fun. they're, they're funny as well. Yeah. 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 But Roger Moore funny is too far. Yeah, too funny. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so 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 the so the person you're picking are they in that kind of vein, a bit Timothy Daltony? Um, so the actor I've picked is I've picked them for the a couple of reasons. Okay. One is that they're quite young. Um, not very young, just quite young. Like I do think it's a bit silly. I mean, obviously, I uh, shouldn't be like for credibility completely in Bond films yeah, yeah. I do think it's a bit silly that you know we have 50 year old men running about doing this stuff that's <laughs> really like yeah. I know you guys are a bit younger than me and so <laughs> I you know I'm 35 and you know I'm quite athletic I'm a climber and uh, you know I'm, I'm physically fitter than I've ever been but I also feel my age so like in between like so between the age that you are now 30 and me 35 that those are the five years. That's this is when you start to feel old, <laughs> oh my right? God. So like, I mean, now I'm 35. If I hurt myself, I mean, even if it's like a scrape, a scab, or if I pull a muscle, it takes a lot longer to heal than oh. it did five years ago. And so I find it really hard to believe that a 50 year old man. <laughs> and I'm not saying there are 50 men, 50 year old men that can do that. Just that there are 30 year old men doing it much better. Yeah, yeah. So, so they're young. Mm -hmm. uh, but the main reason I've picked uh, the actor that I have is basically because, um, I don't know this is tokenistic or box ticking, but it's basically for racial diversity, mm -hmm. and because I'm half Chinese, and you know, growing up, I suppose I had Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee, you know, mm -hmm. but but they were they were Chinese. I mean, they were they were uh, Chinese people. They weren't British people. Mm -hmm. So I've I've chosen a British. East Asian actor. Okay. Um, not Chinese, but Malaysian. So Henry Golding. Oh, okay. Uh, quite young. Yeah. You know, he's got the good look, he's got the charm, you know, suave. Mm -hmm. Can totally see him doing that. He is one of the sort of 
top picks at the moment. He's, is that so? His name is, is very much in the ring. Wow, I mean, that, that, that'd that be cool then. Yeah, mm. I like that. So, yeah, you're onto something there. I think when they were choosing the last Bond, I was I was hoping they'd choose Idris Elba. Mm. But now I just feel like, for reasons I've said, you know, I think he's too old, man. You know? yeah. I, I love Idris Elba, but they can't, can't have a Bond, you know what I mean? So, Daniel Craig's in his 50s now when he's leaving Bond. Idris Elba's in his 50s now. You can't have yeah, a fan in his 50s starting Bond. I think if they picked him then, at that time, it would have been, been so perfect. Yeah. But exactly, you're exactly right. It's uh, they would just be doing it because there's so much demand for Idris Elba it, would, yeah. it wouldn't be the right yeah, choice yeah, now yeah. and I'm sure and to be honest I think if they asked him he probably would say no anyway so Henry Golding Henry Golding yeah so yeah. yeah talk us through what what led you down the Henry Golding path oh, I suppose just because as I say like yeah I, 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 I it would it would be nice to because I think that it so East Asian representation in cinema is increasing quite a lot now you got you know the Marvel film, the Shang Chi thing, and there's a lot more of that. But as I say, none in Britain, no British Chinese representation or British East Asian, I should say. And that's like true of all aspects of life. I mean, I think there is one, yeah, in history, uh, British Chinese or British East Asian MP. Wow. You know, right? and so yeah, and it's like sort of, and that's because like I mean I know. I know speaking from my own experience, you know, but the uh, Chinese community are quite, East Asian community I think in general, they're quite, they kind of keep to themselves, mm. and that's why they call them a model minority, because they basically keep to themselves, but I think that, you know, or, uh, and Chinese parents pressure their kids to become doctors and lawyers or accountants and that kind mm. of thing. There are very few Chinese people working in the arts, whether as actors mm. or directors or music, well, musicians, classical musicians, yeah, that's, that's one thing perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, or in politics, or I imagine in the Secret Service. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they say that the sort of stereotype, isn't it, that you can't be what, what you can't see? Is that something that that's that's affected you? Would you say that not having visibility of, of people the same ethnicity as you um, in, in the in the area of work that you wanted to get into, do you find that difficult? No, not really. But I think that's because. I'm, I'm what they call white passing, you know, like a lot of people don't know I'm Chinese because I'm pale skinned and you know, my mum was ginger, or is ginger, um, <laughs> so so yeah I've had it quite easy in that respect, mm-hmm. um, but yeah I would like I would like for Chinese people or East Asian people mm-hmm. growing up in Britain to, you know, have a hero, you know, yeah, that yeah. is also, I mean, as I say, like, there's Marvel and all that kind of thing, but mm-hmm. have a hero that is also British. Yeah, exactly. And it does get more British than, than Bond as well. Yeah, exactly. absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, and would, would that be part of your, your Bond's character, do you think, with, you know, maybe yeah, exactly. factor in, in who he is? Yeah, I think that, um, uh, do you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yeah. So the uh, uh, Captain Holt, uh-huh. I love that he is a gay black man, or I love how they've written him as a gay black man because yeah, he's gay and he's black, but it's not like a big deal. Mm. But it's also not just a thing. It's it's not. But it yeah. is important to who he is. It's part of his character and part but of the, re- the reason why the way he is. is because yeah, of exactly. So I think there's a way to write those these stories quite quite cleverly and tentatively yeah. and, and yeah, uh, so that it's not yeah. just ticking a box. Like yeah, not ticking a box, but also not just like boom, the you know. Oh, he's gay and he's black. You know, yeah. yeah, it doesn't need to be the main thing, mm-hmm. but it is a thing. Yeah, so I think there's a way to do that. Um, Henry Golding, uh, what else have we seen him in? So I've only seen him in Crazy Rich Asians. Mm. Um, 
so I mean, I, yeah, maybe, maybe, that's, maybe I'm choosing him just for that reason rather than because I'm, I appreciate his acting chops. Yeah. But uh, I, haven't se- I haven't seen Crazy Rich Asians, but I'm assuming he's very good in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's as I say, like I think he's got he's got charm. He's, I think he can do serious and he can do funny. Hmm. Um, and one thing I would say about my Bond as well is that I don't want him to be completely jacked. You okay. know, like really, really uh-huh. buff. Um, <clears throat> one because I th- well I think that somebody doing Bond's jo- I mean I, I don't want to go for credibility <laughs> but somebody doing Bond's job is not going to be is not going to be like a fucking powerhouse they're yeah. not because only bodybuilders look like that bodies that actually do things like fight yeah. you know like Muhammad Ali even though he was heavyweight he wasn't like absolutely yeah. jacked you know so and I think it's bad for a young men's body image, you know, in that sense of self, to, to have this. I mean, if you, if you look at Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine in the year 2000, you can look at a picture, and he just looks like a fairly well-built guy that you might see at the gym. Mm. If you look at him in 2019 you know, playing Wolverine, he looks absolutely ridiculously, yeah. outrageously yeah. buff. Yeah. And unattainably so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want to say Hugh Jackman's on steroids. I'm sure he's probably not. But, <laughs> but there's know, also a lot there's like no way young men today are going to get looking like that. Also yeah. anything they do afterwards as well, you know. Um, yeah, or as a group, pieces like that. And also, if you, if you look at Bonds in the past, Roger Moore, Sean Connery yeah, yeah. towards the end. Yeah, these, exactly. were, these were not guys in the shape of their lives. Really. Yeah, exactly. If you, were were to, re- if you were to show a kid now, Sean Connery topless as Bond, yeah. they would laugh. They'd be like, "How? How is that possibly?" You know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think it's fr- yeah. We should get a bit more grounded with our you know, body image stuff. I think that's totally fair. And also, we just seen there in no time to die. The amount of cardio that Bond has to do day to day, there's no way he'd be able to maintain that much muscle. It's unrealistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so the uh, interesting bit of movie trivia when Jackie Chan, he um, when he started making movies in Hollywood, uh, they said. Oh no! You you have you have to you have to bulk up because nobody's going to believe an action hero that's as lean as you. You know you have yeah. to get some muscle, and so yeah. which he did, you know, mm-hmm. for, for Hollywood. But but the actual body of somebody who trains to fight, yeah, you know, uh, twelve hours a day is is sli- is lean and slim. Yeah. It's yeah. not buff. Yeah. Aesthetically, we can see that he's not the, the bodybuilder type. He um, as a character, though, is he erring to? M- more serious, a bit of comedy. What's what sort of what are those aspects of the classic Bond is he bringing in? Uh, as I say, my favourite Bond is Timothy Dalton, who was quite dark, but uh-huh. also, I mean, I, I I want there to be puns, yeah. you know, which there, which there was tonight. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I was, but that, I think that's a f- well, mm, if not the first time Daniel Craig's Bond has made puns, and first time in a while, it feels like it is, yeah. yeah. I think there's maybe something Casino Royale. I think he's, he's in the past um, more like done sort of like sarcastic comments and like yeah. sort of like little looks. Yeah. Has, has been as, as far as he's gone into comedy. Yeah. But probably that's the only time I can think that he did it was when uh, you know in Casino Royale when he drinks the poison, and then he comes back and he says that last time nearly killed me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I, I want some puns. I want yeah. to. I want to quite dark, but. Yeah, with with a sense of humour. Cool, good. I think I think also that those are the best ones as well that are darker, but with a sense of humour because that makes it really stand out as well. Mm. When it bonds in some sort of horrible situation, but still can <laughs> draw on like some sort of like yeah. sadistic side of him. Like no time to die. A man's head has just exploded. In his yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really, <laughs> really blew his mind. <laughs>
Really yes. Cool. Okay, I like that pick. Yeah, I like that cool. as well. Okay. Um, cool. So let's move on to your co-star. Um, now, traditionally, this is known as the Bond girl, but yep. you know we're build the Bond. We don't have any rules. We don't yeah. have any limits. You can have. And also, I think now after seeing No Time to Die, the Bond girl, it's different now. Never be the oh, same again. So different now. Think. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, well, we had in a way we had three Bond girls in that film. Yeah. We had the love interest Madeline. We had the. Uh, the sexy CIA agent, yeah, and we had uh, the new 007. Yeah, yeah. Um, none of, none of which <coughs> really were, you know, none of them were one night stands. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Didn't fit into the classic mold of, of what traditionally a Bond girl's been. Yeah. yeah, good, good. Yeah, well, good, but I suppose there are <laughs> nods to the past, and like when he's getting changed into his like tuxedo in yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, room. Yeah. quite nice. <laughs> yeah, I also think as well. Such a powerful love story um, across the last like Casino Royale, and then ac- across this last few films as well with Madeline Swan. You can't keep, you can't do that again and again yeah, and again exactly, and again. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You have to yeah, find some sort of balance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe our culture will be different by the, again by the time the next Bond comes out. Maybe there'll be something else. No, maybe true. we'll have a gay Bond. Potentially so. So we have, as I say. This is what the section we call co-star. Mm-hmm. It can be a Bond girl, it sure. can be something like that, or it can be whatever you want to do with it. Um, well, I'll tell you who my favourite Bond girl of the past has been, mm-hmm. and you know, I would probably who I would have chosen, except that they've already been a Bond girl, is Michelle Yeoh. Tomorrow Never Great. Dies. Because mm. uh, I, well, I just love her as an actress, and uh, I want a Bond girl who can also kick ass. You know, yeah, it's not yeah like, sort exactly. Of like, you know, being protected by or hiding, you know, yeah, no damsel in distress. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, and uh, yeah. So, I mean, no, I, I imagine Michelle you got that job off the back of uh, being uh, in uh, Supercop, the Jackie Chan movie. Did you ever see that? No. So it's the best action movie of the nineties, hands <laughs> down. Uh, so yeah, check that out. It's Police Story Three, Supercop, and um, Jackie Chan. Uh, uh, the, the women in his films, he wouldn't let them do stunts, you know, some good old-fashioned misogyny, <laughs> until <laughs> until he met Michelle Yeoh. And, right, she, okay. and there's a scene in that movie where she literally drives a motorcycle up a ramp, and you know, this is real, no CGI, you know, yeah. no, whatever. She drives a motorcycle up a ramp and onto the roof of a moving train. Right. And it's just fucking awesome. So, yeah, that's something to check out. But that, that's, that's my favourite Bond uh-huh. girl of the past. So... Um, but my pick, though, as I, 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 so I, I, I do want a gay bond, but it doesn't have to be like, boom, bond is gay or like, oh fuck, you know, so that's just what it is, isn't it? So, yeah. so I want it to be like quite kind, kind of natural. So my idea, right? <laughs> so my pick is Timothy Chalamet. Okay. Because right? okay. it's so I thought it had to be somebody that was quite um, feminine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe in my film. Uh, there's some sort of like cabaret show or whatever that you know comes out for whatever reason, and maybe Timothy Chalamet is you know in drag or at least you know dressed as a woman somewhere or other, and Bond thinks it's a woman, uh, and you know okay. they start they go down the usual route, and then he realizes oh you know it's a, you know there's yeah. one between the legs here than I <laughs> thought, but okay I'm gonna go with it, okay, I'm into I got it, these so, feelings, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
So yeah, that's my that's my, okay, that's my, very that's nice. my Timothy Chalamet and drag. I like it. Right. What's the um, <laughs> film with Forrest Whitaker in the um, oh, IRA? The crying game. The crying game. <laughs> sort of like a crying game. Yeah. Yeah. Vibe going on. Oh, so kind oh, of sort of what happened. You've ruined it. You've ruined it. Bit of a spoiler there. Sorry. <laughs> the, um, yeah. It's a, cool. man, it's a man in the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Cool. And it, and Timothy Chalamet is yeah. Bit of a spy as well, or is he? What's the kind of the vibe of his character? Mm, I hadn't really thought that deeply about it, but yeah, I mean, as I say, like I would like the the cool star like to not be a damsel mm. or a or whatever in distress. So yeah, somebody who's what's also the, what's a male skilled. version of a damsel. Yeah, a, 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 a duke. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, like a, the male version of a dame is a sir. Oh yeah. A knight. Yeah, so yeah, knight and a dame. Knight, yeah, knight and dame. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Work as well. No. <laughs> So he's, a, he's getting involved in the action as well, it's not just yeah, you know, a bit of arm candy for Bond or anything. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Okay, nice. <laughs> cool. Is he on Bond's side? Is he a villain? What's the... Again, if you have a, <laughs> you have a thought. Yeah, I'd be yeah, we'll see. Yeah, It'll write itself. Yeah, yeah, once, exactly. once, you get Maybe once, we, once we tie in the villains and so on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a, good, that's a good transition then. Yeah. I mean, well, Timothy Chalamet, let's, let's dive deeper in. No pun intended, let's dive deeper into Timothy Chalamet. With <laughs> 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 uh, What's your favourite Timothy Chalamet performance? <laughs> Do you know what? I, I don't even know if I've watched him in any. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like oh, he's, at the moment he's like, you can't, yes. you can't even yes. do yes. watch yes. anything without So the only thing I've seen him in is the Dune trailer, and I'm very excited <laughs> for that. Yeah. Like, uh, so I don't really even know if he's that good an actor, uh, but I th- he looks the part from what I have yeah. in mind. Yeah. You know, um, and... Um, yeah, I'm very excited for Dune. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I think... Um, I think the consensus would be that he is a very good he actor. He is an, ex- an excellent good, actor, yeah. yeah. And it's, he's one of these people that has a lot of hype mm-hmm. around him, and sometimes you think, oh, just because of his, his look or because of, you know, I don't know, sometimes actors get a little bit built up, but I think he's one of these people that really lives up mm. to his hype and to, like, the sort of expectation on his name because he's brilliant at everything. Yeah. yeah. Really excellent in Little Women. Mm-hmm. Um, Beautiful Boy, that was an incredible performance. Uh, Alongside Steve Carell. Oh, really? Yeah. Really, really good film. Um, yeah, put that one on your list. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think that's that's a good shout. He would he would do the trick. I think, and I think he would. I feel like he would, that would be a difficult enough character to get into for him. I think <laughs> yeah, he would sure. actually love it. Like yeah, I was trying to think of like that. you know, sort of relatively androgynous. Yeah. Men. Uh, yeah. I mean, like maybe Eddie Redmayne or something could right. women. Or did he? I think he has. Yeah, he did. Danish girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah, so it's something like that. Yeah. Uh, no. I think it was one for Stephen Hawking. Yeah, Stephen Hawking. Um, great. Okay. Timothy Chalamet. I like that. Right, villain. Uh, so villain. Um, again, you can tell it's your favourite if you like. Mm. Favourite villain of the what, past? What did you think of, Sa- of Safin as a villain? That's an interesting question. Uh, yeah, great. Um, it was quite interesting that he didn't have much screen time at all, actually. Yeah. Um, and because I suppose, again, in this film where there were many you know, Bond girls, there were many villains. Well, you know, the Blofeld was, you know, even though he wasn't exactly, really, yeah. really like the villain here, he was present quite a lot and almost um, like more hype like 
you know, almost like the, the kind of Hannibal Lecter level where they bring yeah. him out in the cage and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that was so reminiscent, wasn't yeah. it? I was thinking about that, and I really liked, actually, the... I mean, I think that very Starling Hannibal Lecter, that hero-villain exchange mm. is always going to be the top, mm. but that um, exchange between Bond and Blofeld was really brilliant yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 so really, well really shot. Really powerful, yeah, so uh, well shot. The, the bit when Blofeld's coming through the sort yeah, of yeah, yeah. weird tunnel thing. Yeah, yeah really uh, brilliant. It was really, really cool. Uh, but I did think uh, Rami Malek was great uh, as one villain. I think I so the character well. was good. I thought he was a great character and a great yeah. performance as well, but I, th- I do think he was underused. I think they should have, mm. yeah. again, like Anna de Armas, had a, should have had more. Sc- I mean, I can't it's saying all these people. But maybe that's why time. you like them so much, is that actually the guys is more, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's such a long film. It would have been even longer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so many, so many people have such. Was it just like panoramas the whole time? <laughs> I think yeah, yeah he, he was very very good. Um, the scene in particular where. Um, we sit on the floor with um, what was it the, the child called? I can't remember. Oh, Matilde. Uh, Matilde. Matilde. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, in that way, that what for me makes a really good villain is how unpredictable they are. You thought at any moment he could like, you know, you did fe- start to feel for the for the kid. Mm. You were like, he could do anything at this point. Yeah. Which I think is a mark of a good villain if you're kind of scared of what they're going to be doing and you're not really like totally sure what's going to happen. Yeah. No dinner scene though. No dinner scene. I do like a scene where. Uh, where Bond has dinner with the mm, villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a shame we missed out on that. Yeah. But, yeah. but it would have been even longer if it had a three quarters. Cool. The, the actors that thought it for villains are. Because it also, to maybe slightly answer the previous question, I like villains that are a bit kind of maybe slightly camp or slightly silly. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, you can, do a, you can do a camp and silly villain well, though, you know, that, yeah. I mean, obviously the, the idea of the Joker. Is, is quite camp and silly, but you know, then you've got Heath Ledger Joker, which you know does it very well. It's a sinister element as well. Yeah, so um, I kind of wanted Richard Gere as a villain. Because nice. I, I think he's another one of these actors that's, um, that's great mm. and underrated, and, you know, as a serious actor, and is very qu- is really quite good at being menacing. But I decided not to, because he's not funny enough. Okay. So <laughs> the actor that I've chosen is Martin Short. Oh my god. Who is, I think, a much better serious actor than he's given credit for. And actually just a much better performer in general he's given credit for. He's like so funny. I think he's as funny as Robin Williams and Jim Carrey, you know, like... Uh, just as manic. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, but somehow he never attained the same degree of success. But yeah, so I love him. And I, yeah, he's, this is going to be his big break for him. Yeah, big break. Yeah. Yeah. But like, <laughs> this is going to be his chance. Like, his, really, his, his, his new chapter, really, you know. Yeah, yeah, really serious <laughs> role. I yeah. absolutely love that pick. That's unbelievable. Yeah. That's so great. Because <laughs> I, I was like, told the words to grab your mouth. Yeah, that was not what I was expecting you to say. Like, I just love Martin Short. I, I, like, I used to, like, I, d- I don't know what it was. Like, what, 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 Father the Bride. And there's a film he did called Pure Luck. Which I rewatched as an adult, and it's a really shit film. But as a kid, mm. I just thought he was so funny in it, and I just like, yeah, absolutely. Have so you seen <laughs> Get Over It? No, I don't think I oh heard that one. <laughs> Tommy, you need to watch Get Over <laughs> It. He's, he's he is the perfect Bond villain. Yeah. Oh, so funny and so camp and ridiculous and over the top. It's so great. It's the worst film I've ever seen. <laughs> I absolutely love yeah, it. Yeah, so I mean, he's a great guy who just always made the wrong choices or yeah. his agent gave him the wrong films. Yeah, you know, I and I think I think as well, like sometimes like what makes a really good Bond film is a good Bond villain 
is that when you're watching them, you know they're having fun. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> Mal, like, I didn't really get that too much. Like, he was also like a very serious villain. Yeah. But even with Christoph Waltz, you sort of feel like yeah, he's, he's, he's having a bit yeah. of fun with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas Martin Short, he would, he would get stuck <laughs> right into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he's obviously got quite a bit of a partnership with Steve Martin. Is there going to be maybe a mm. bit of a. Oh, yeah, I hadn't really considered that. Um, yeah, because I do like a good, I do like a good henchman, and I quite like the Cyclops guy. In yeah, this yeah, film. yeah, 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 quite like that. Um, that was good. So yeah, I don't know, I don't know who Steve, Ma- <laughs> who Steve Martin is going to be as the sort of like he's a bit the banjo weird. playing <laughs> henchman. Yeah, he's fitted his banjo with some sort of uh, ear piercing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> cool. That was unexpected, but brilliant. I'm really glad that actually, Tommy, that you didn't. He didn't stick with Richard here. I'm not a big fan. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. I think he's. <clears throat> I think he's very bland. As, I, saying, like, I can I, understand why. Uh, I've never had why felt you anyone have like particularly strong feelings about Richard here. Like really, either way. <laughs> yeah, to be I honest, like no one. Like, ask ask your mum a bit. She's good. <laughs> well, <feelings>. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and who are you gonna have as your director? Who's gonna bring this whole film together? Um. So I had someone in mind. Now that we're, now that we've talked to all this, I think that maybe it's maybe not the right person, <laughs> or at least that there's not much humour in his work, which is uh-huh. kind of weird. Kind of weird. But Michael Mann. Okay. Right. So I kind of amazed he has never been asked, or maybe he has been asked, but he, that he's never done a Bond film before. So I mean, his most probably what his most famous film to me is Heat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With Pacino and De Niro, and. The action sequences in that are so brilliant. Like it's almost like the bank case scene <clears throat> is not very stylized. It almost feels it feels really real. It almost feels mm. like a documentary, like you're mm. watching an actual bank robbery yeah. happening. And the scene uh, where Pacino and De Niro, the first time they ever meet on screen, actually yes. chronologically, mm-hmm. um, in the cafe, is so good. I mean, probably second only to. Clarice and Hannibal right. as a kind of hero and villain face-off mm. and I think that's because I think yeah a lot of Michael Mann's films are about um, sort of like uh, lonely men you know who mm. have this kind of like dark job yeah. who struggle with it yeah. and so it's quite perfect for Bond, I think. Bond as well. yeah. and also like speaking of real, like, realistic action scenes or, or like kind of real feeling violence I thought the scene in No Time to Die when he's working his way up to like, like the command tower and he's and he was like, yeah, that was really very violent. And he's like hiding behind the body of one of the guys. Yeah, and it's all that's all a one take. So yeah, exactly as well. Yeah, as well, yeah. And it, that that felt like often the violence in Bond is quite glamorized and mm. quite sort of. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But that felt like quite quite brutal, really. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a trend like generally in like cinema now is like that all the violence feels really real. Mm. It's like. Or whether it's you know just even if it's sound you know or to yeah. make it do that you know but or it just feels very really, really, like quite hefty yeah. <laughs> that's the one yeah. which I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing like, I think like I'm a big fan of like Chinese kung fu movies and so you've got like the old ones where it's kind of like acrobatics and dancing you know and that doesn't feel very real at all mm. and now it feels so real like I think Jackie Chan kind of got it right where it's it feels kind of real but it's also very beautiful yeah. Uh, yeah. Just enough of a balance, uh, but yeah. yeah. So maybe action director Jackie Chan. Bring Jackie Chan in, like a, a consultant or something. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have talked a lot about Jackie Chan. Yeah, I yeah where he was going to come in. So would you have a, would you have an element of that, like, 
kind of kung fu style movie coming into it, martial arts, that sort of thing, or would you keep that separate? Yeah, I think the fighting could could be a bit more beautiful. Yeah, it's choreographed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, a bit less um, born. Just yeah, born yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. I think that's where that started. That whole yeah. realistic yeah. violence. Sort of thing. Yeah. I think that's quite fair. Yeah. Mm. So, are you sticking with Michael Mann? You mentioned yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I will. Okay. Okay. Cool. Very, very nice. It's the first time we've had Michael Mann as a choice. Yeah, it is. Yeah, in fact, I. Apart from Timothy Chalamet. Well, yeah, we've had Timothy Chalamet as Bond before, but never had him as <laughs> co-star. Yeah. Lots of new... Never had Martin Short before? Never had Martin Short. <laughs> no. Not as Bond or as any other <laughs> Great. Well, that's all the cinema side of things. Now, let's move into the music. Hmm. Sure. Who, Tommy, is going to be singing your theme song? Um, so I struggle with this one a bit as well. Are you, are you a fan of the Bond theme songs? Yeah, yeah, I am. Um, so I love uh, Nobody Does It Better. Yes. Tommy, you're pushing all the right <laughs> buttons tonight. My, my favourite Bond theme is uh, License to Kill. I love Gladys yeah, Knight. And I think it's like it's sort of like uh, it's quite sweeping and splendid as Bond themes often are, but mm. just a bit more more of a, a beat yeah. yeah, and that for that reason I also love Living Daylights because it's actually one that has some drums yeah you know? exactly <laughs> which is so lacking now like I mean I had, you know it's, it's a fine song but mm-hmm. it has a Bond theme but it's just like so yeah, whiny and boring yeah. yeah low energy that's the word like I mean Living Daylights da, 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 yeah, da, yeah. yeah I really love that I think I felt like a little bit because well, there was lots of action and stuff but because in when you see No Time to Die in the opening sequence emotional it's not like super action although there is action in it and it goes into that it's kind of okay like if it was like a full on action and like opening scene where it was like loads of shit going on and it was like mental and then it went to Billy Ellis she'd be like oh that's just sucked the life out of me <laughs> yeah. to be honest yeah, yeah, yeah. it worked a little bit better with the film but I still I'm not I'm not convinced that it was uh, yeah I, c- I didn't I was worried about that, that I, I, I was kind of had hopes that it would fit in with whatever the title sequence looked mm. like and then I watched it and I, I, yeah, it doesn't quite work for me. I do, I do think it's really low energy and it's great to start out that way, but build it up, like you yeah, know, yeah, 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 yeah. get to something. I don't think there's anything wrong with a slow Bond song, but no, but get, to yeah. get somewhere, yeah, yeah, I think that's probably fair. Um, sorry, Billy Eilish. Sorry, if you're listening, Billy, yeah, um, we'd love to have you on the podcast, but you're not old enough. <laughs> How old is she? She's like, well, she was 18 when she recorded this. Really? Yeah. Wait till you get to 35, Billy, then you'll know yeah, you're, you're, you're old. Yeah, yeah. Your scars won't heal anymore. <laughs> anyway, what were we talking about? Before we started having a go at Billy Eilish. Um, Bond theme songs, yeah. So, yeah. what have you. Before you reveal the artist, what sort of genre have you gone for? So, I want a big, powerful voice. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, I want it to. Be, I want it to be quite propulsive. I want there to be drums, you know, a bit. Um, and so I went to a gig last night, my first gig since pre-COVID. Cool. And I'm almost embarrassed to admit it because it's like a, it's a real guilty pleasure of mine. Um, you know, it's like proper like mum music. <laughs> uh, but I went to see him last night at the Armadillo. And That's a mum location. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was fucking awesome. I mean, he's get he's old now, but great set of pipes still. And I think I'd like him to sing my Bond theme. It's Michael Bolton. <laughs> God, I don't even know who that is. 
Oh, you, oh, you, okay, you need to look him up then. Oh, you well know, you'll know the songs. Bolton. Bolton, yeah. yeah. I was thinking Michael Ball. I was no, 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 it's, it's, it's not that mummy. Okay. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's Michael Bolton. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I will need to look that up, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, like, it's proper, like, soft rock, you know, but, okay. but it's got this big, big voice. Right? <laughs> That's my vibe for doing it. I can see it, I can see it. It's yeah, quite no. Lies Gladys Knight. It's quite, yeah. Yeah. Hell, yeah. I mean, the look is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Has he still got the long hair? No. no. Yeah, I was quite shocked, because I mean, I've been a fan, like, and then... But, of course, like, because I, you know, and then I watched his, like, wee videos on Instagram, and he's like, Hi guys, I'm touring the UK. And obviously makeup does a lot for you, like, in my head he's still 55, yeah. and then I saw him on stage, and I'm like, yeah. And then I looked up his age, he's coming on 70. Really? Yeah, fuck. Well. Good arm for still touring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's still got the voice, but he was so, like, frail, you know, right. like the way he walks. You know, he still walks like an old man, something. Kind yeah. of made me feel a bit like Meatloaf a bit. Yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really like Meatloaf, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that same kind of, like, vibe, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not the most complimentary. <laughs> no, I'm not necessarily. Yeah. You know, but yeah. Same big power, mm. you know, that kind of like classic soft rock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And how, how was he at the at Armadillo? Yeah, he was great. Mm. I mean, yeah, I was saying like a, his, his voice is still very much intact, but he, he had, you know, he sat down for a lot of it. Yeah. He hardly moved. He's obviously an old man now, mm. which I was quite shocked by. That, that happens once you get past 35. Well, so <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like we've got the bones of a film anyway. No, it's the big five. Do you have anything else that fits into what we call the AOBs, any other bonds? Anything else you might have picked? Henchman queue, um, settings? By the stunts. way, just to say, locations in No Time to Die were absolutely incredible. Lovely. Yeah. The locations team for that <coughs> were on point for every single scene, I think. Yeah. I loved as well, like, um, a good villain lair. I felt like yeah. the lair was very yeah. cool. Yeah, I think I think I want. I mean, I'd I'd love to see like the return of the kind of island fortress. Mm. I mean, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, like with a lot of like a little bit of like communist aesthetic as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah. concrete. Yeah. I do like you know a bit of brutalism. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and a, a few kind of like hammers and sickles yeah. kind of dotted around as well, which is a bit of a throwback to some of my earlier bonds. <laughs> yeah, quite like that. Yeah, that was nice. Nice touch. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so tell me, have you got any other details you'd like to... Yeah, I've, well, I've, um, my M, I, uh, as I say, uh, Ray Fiennes really grew on me in this film, but I, I kind of love the sort of maternal kind of relationship that the Judy Dench M had, yeah, so yeah. I think I quite like a, a, a M to be a woman, <laughs> and I thought about Tilda Swinton, but she's a bit... More jagged, isn't she? She's yeah, not yeah, the edges. yeah, exactly. I think, I, well, <laughs> and so basically, I've settled on Gillian Anderson. She's right. having a bit of a moment right yeah, now. She's she's is, yeah, she certainly is. So yeah, I think she's my. She's, she's my definitely soft around the edges as well, especially in like Sex Education. She's like a very sort of. Oh, I've not, I've not seen her in that. Oh, I've okay. seen a couple of episodes. Of Sex yeah, yeah. Her, she's great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, excellent choice. That's a. Re I know you love that choice because we've do. had it before. Uh -huh. Oh, have yeah. you? Yeah. Ah, really? Oh, good, good. Which kind of proves something, and yeah. that, you know, there's something <laughs> in it. Yeah. I think so. I think well, it's. I don't know if it's because, because as you say, she's kind of like. On, 
she never got her way, but she seems to be on a bit of a kind of resurgence yeah, right yeah, now, yeah. like with the crown and the sex That's education right, yeah. and all these like bits and bobs. She seems to kind of be on a bit of a kind of going through a good patch at the minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, how would you? <laughs> you haven't seen such. That was a question I asked. I can't remember. Would you have her playing her more as like Margaret Thatcher in the Crown, or, or would you have or her Otis's more uh, more as Otis's mum in Sex Education? Because they're very different sides. I mean, I, I see. Yeah, I, I see her as certainly having aspects of the Thatcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not necessarily that extreme, but yeah, you know, they said that said, oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe the accent and nothing else. Would you like another whiskey? She sounds like she's a lot of whiskey to that, didn't she? Very good. That's a good impression, actually. Thank you. I've got a couple of cues. Well, a couple of cues. No, no, I will pick one, but I had a couple of options. In fact, I've not picked one yet, so I'll do it right now. Okay. So, I think Q is comic relief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so somebody, it's a comic actor. And actually, uh, Ben Wishaw's Q grew on me in this film as well. Maybe just because it was a good film, everybody grew on me. Yeah. Um, but I, I kind of, and actually, it kind of fits that Q should be a young man who's, you know, very savvy. And, uh, and yeah. <laughs> but, but I do miss, uh, you know, like, sort of old fart Q. But yeah, I think so that's, it works well because Bond is a bit old farty. Yeah, yeah. Now, true. so having yeah. a younger Q is good. But if you've got, if you've got, oh, young know, Bond, if you've yeah, got a younger Bond, maybe an old farty Q yeah. would work well. Yeah. So I thought, you know, we've already had John Cleese as Q. So, so in that vein, I sort of, I do love, I, I think my favourite Python is actually Michael Palin. Okay. I think he's very yeah. funny and I think he's a better serious actor yeah. than any of them. Uh, but, I, so I think that's probably what I'm going to go with. I did also consider Stephen Fry. Well, that would be yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> I think I like Michael Palin. To be fair, I so really, I really, really like. So I mean, did you see Death of Stalin? Yes, I thought so he was so good, good, good in that. It's like <laughs> it's bumbling kind of yeah. like. Oh, I thought he was brilliant in that. Whereas Stephen Fry, basically, plays, would, would, yes, would play, plays him, he'd, he'd play yeah, himself yeah. essentially. Where that's so we'll go with Palin then. Let's yeah, let's go. Anything else, Tom? I've got a note for Felix. Lighter as well. Oh, right. yeah. um, we don't get a Felix. We, we don't often. In fact, have we ever had a Felix lighter? No, I don't think. No, we've had a Felicia. Ooh. Felicia lighter. Yeah, nice. yeah, we nice. yeah. I mean, um, I, I I love Jeffrey Wright as an actor. It's brilliant. But I just don't really understand why they cast him as Felix. He doesn't seem to work for me at all. Me you neither. Know until No Time to Die. I uh, thought he yeah, was awesome in No Time to uh, Die. I thought he was fun. I thought he was jokey. He was yeah. He, he had he was so much more. He was so uptight. I thought in Casino Royale. Mm. Yeah, yeah, true. He also feels like he always gets like. He always seems to be like involved with someone to be like in. I think of Quantum Souls as well. He was more similar to that in No Time to Die, and that he like had a superior that he was just like I don't want to be like yeah. here or involved in this. He always seems to get like a bit like a, the short straw in yeah, terms yeah, of what yeah. he's working on. He just seems like a guy that's just a bit like defeated by it. It's probably because he spends so much time <laughs> with Bond. Yeah, <laughs> he's just a bit like oh, I'm so shit compared to Bond. Sad to see him die as well. Yes. Yeah, I thought that w- that was a bit of a that was a bit of a moment for me. Yeah, but then I suppose if Bond's dying, then the people that yeah, <laughs> mean anything. Also, I think a little bit of like what I loved about Timothy Dalton. He, I think Timothy Dalton was one of the best in terms of his relationship with Felix Leiter. He, yeah, he was yeah, like yeah, that's right. He, Timothy Dalton was like one of the only Bonds that like had a friend. You yeah. know, all of their Bonds are very much similar. Yeah, whereas yeah. Timothy Dalton was, was good at the yeah. friendship. Side that's of what Leiter's like skill was all about. Really, yeah, yeah. 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 revenge for his yeah. death. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that was nice that they had that. It's a little bit of a throwback to that maybe yeah, that was nice. like it really is traditionally kind of Bond's only friend so yeah. it, was, it was nice that they had a little bit of stuff around that as well yeah 
like that, yeah. Mm. So who have you gone for for your Felix Slater? So, I mean, even though I'm criticising Jeffrey Wright as Felix Slater, I think uh, it has put in my head the idea that Felix Slater is a black man. So I've stuck with that, mm-hmm. and I've gone with uh, Keith David. God, he's, he's very old. He is, I think. I think I'm going with Keith David 20 years ago. Okay, yeah, okay. right. Yeah. <laughs> very good. Yeah. Nice. Keith David, okay. Right. I think I follow him on Twitter actually. Yeah, actually. One of the few people that I actually follow on Twitter. Oh, well, Keith, if you're listening. I'll tag yeah. him in it and then he might follow <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> Amazing. You might get confused. Like, <laughs> I don't think he's old and he gets confused, but obviously, <laughs> you, might, you might think he's getting cast in Bond. <laughs> Which would be great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, wouldn't it be great if you know if you tagged everybody here and they all thought they were getting cast in Bond and they all came to you and then we actually just made this film? Brilliant. Well, I was just thinking because, because as you know, with Build a Bond, there's no rules. You can go as as you have done with Keith. You went right twenty years younger. No, it doesn't have to be like a realistic yeah, film sure, that you yeah. made right now. <laughs> yeah, but looking yeah. through your picks here, they're all alive. They're all yeah, first yeah. of all alive. They're all kind of yeah. I think other than uh, other than Keith David, I think I'm basically everyone I've cast. I'm thinking of them as the as, as yeah. at present. So it's a film that could be made tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow. Yeah. yeah so. Oh, Michael Mann better buck up his act. I don't know if you've seen his recent film. No. Shit. Like, bring back nineties Michael Mann. Yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> I haven't seen many Michael Mann. I think that and uh, Heat and the Insider. That was his. Yeah. Film, and yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, the Insider is brilliant. And the Collateral was a good one. Collateral. Yeah. Mm. Thought, yeah. So, yeah. That's what's our What was the recent one? Yeah. I can't think. Black of Hat. Oh, and it was, it was really big budget, and it was set in Hong Kong, and I was like so stoked for it. And it's really, 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 really shit. And the sad thing about it is that there was one aspect of it that was brilliant, the soundtrack. Because it was such a shit film and a flop, they never released the soundtrack. So huh. I've been really trying to get my hands on this <laughs> Trip Reznor soundtrack, but it's brilliant, but nobody, nobody has it. Did uh, Michael Bolton sing the song? <laughs> no, never. That would not be a good match. Trent Reznor <laughs> Together at last. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, so that's that's your movie. Mm. You've got a movie, Tommy. How'd you feel? Cool. Yeah, pretty good. Would you um, like me to sum it up? For you? Do you want a location? Yes, oh. I want a location. No, um, yes. So I just uh, thought that where we are right now is, as far as I know, the tallest cinema in the world. Yes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> is it not? Ring, <laughs> ring, ring, ring. This is a fact that I drop all the time, yeah? and no yeah. one believes me. Now, the fact that I have is that it's the tallest cinema in Europe. I don't know if it's the tallest in the world. Yeah, probably Dubai is it done as now. But it's a, I, think it, I think at one point it was the tallest cinema in the world. Yeah. And, I mean, so look at it. I mean, it's, re- it's a great action scene that c- to be filmed in this, in this cinema. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, yeah, I would like to work... Because obviously I'd like to represent Glasgow in yeah. the movie. And this cinema seems as good a location as any. Also, you didn't see earlier we came up in the lift. And the lift is one of these ones that's like glass. Oh, it looks like straight yeah, outside. Brilliant. brilliant. Very, very good. So, yeah. Cool. Location, Sunny World, Renfrew Street. Renfrew Street. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's a whole film in here. But it will be, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, it could be chasing in and out of the old, you know, the screens and... Yeah, yeah, I'm just jumping, just jumping from, you know, these... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah Somebody has to die by... You know, you know what those things are for there? The, 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 what, bit of plastic, the plastic, the, yeah, something in your arm. Like. No, no, it's as if, if you're looking out over it. If that wasn't there and the thing was going up, <laughs> you, your head would get taken oh, off. That's but that's so that you know, to t- 
<laughs> so that, that's definitely someone's going to knock that's that off, happen. and it's, someone's yeah. going to get the head taken Hopefully, off. someone like dies in that escalator that's making that noise the whole episode. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. greases it out a little bit. Yeah, star star of this episode is not the escalator <laughs> yeah. from the fourth floor. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, great. Right. Cineworld Renfrew Street. Anyway, Fraser, would you like to sum up I will. Tommy's movie? I'll sum up Tommy's movie. Tommy, Gakin one here is your Bond movie. As James Bond, you have Henry Golding. For your co-star, you have Timothy Chalamet in drag. For your villain, you have the megalomaniac Martin Short. Your director, you have Michael Mann. Singing your theme song, you have Michael Bolton. (laughs) For M, you have Gillian Anderson. Q is Michael Palin. Felix Leiter, you have Keith David. And as a location for the whole movie, start to finish, minute one to minute, <laughs> to two and a half hours, and two you have Cineworld, Renfrew Street. How does it sound to you, Tommy? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm quite, I'm, I'm quite pleased with that. Actually, I didn't think it would sound so coherent. It, it does, it does sound so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, compared to some of the mad ones we've had in the past, this one yeah, sounds like a film that. If you saw the trailer, or you saw these names listed in, in, in a trailer, so you think, okay, that's a film that, that might happen. Yeah. You know? I, I, I also feel like it's realistic in terms of its diversity and its mm. it's sort of taken bold new steps. I think this Daniel Craig era, yes, it has been it has been kind of pulled back by some old style tropes and old ways of thinking. Yeah, old ways of thinking and. Yeah, but but it has taken sort of bold steps in new directions for Bond films, mm-hmm. and I think well, that's. I mean, because I, I don't want it to. I still want it to feel like a Bond film, though. Yeah, you know? exactly, uh, and I think it does. I think that. I think I. Here's my verdict. I would see this film. Oh, thank you. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I would go to see it, and I think it. Uh, yeah, represents Bond, um, in the sense that Bond has to always represent Britain, and I think it's, yeah. it maybe hasn't always necessarily done so. No. Not not very well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I think this is this would be this would be awesome. And the last question we have for you, Tommy, that we haven't prepared you for, is what would you call your bond film? Um so I kind of knew you could ask me that. <laughs> and, um, I have a friend who likes to play this game where you take the names of two movies that share one word and you combine them, okay. Okay. and then you describe the plot for the movie. So, for example, if we were playing the game right now, I would give you a plot, which is Ben Stiller and Cameron Diaz get a new nanny. The answer is, there's something about Mary Poppins. And then, so I looked at the, <laughs> I looked at the names of all the Bond films, <laughs> and I found that you can, you can, I can do this with, you can, I can join the names of three movies together. So, the name of my film is... You only live and let die another day. <laughs> yes. God. Three films, yeah. Perfect. Which is kind of a satire on how silly the names are in the first place. And also right? the <laughs> fact that they all follow broadly the same kind of formula. <laughs> yeah. They've all got death and, you know, yeah, living and days and, yeah, yeah. time. And I thought of one that you could potentially call it. So did I. Based go on, first, sure. I'll go first. Based on the setting that you've gone for. Oh, yeah. I thought you could call it Cine World is Not Enough. Hey, brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. You got that in the last yeah, second. I literally thought it was two seconds ago. <laughs>
<laughs> Excellent. Uh, mine, I, I came up with mine quite a while back, and it was the relationship between Henry Golding and Timothy Chalamet. I've gone for the living gay lights. Hey! Yeah, love it. Very nice. Excellent. Cool. Very, very Brilliant. good. But I do love, yeah, you only live and let die another day. <laughs> Lovely. I guess the last thing for us to say, Tommy, is thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank yeah. you, my pleasure. It's been a, it's absolutely great, not only to do this episode, but to come and watch the film with you and to hear your Ooh. views on it and uh, to share your Bond film with you. It's been <laughs> an absolute pleasure. We've had a load of fun. Um, so thank you very much. Thanks, yep. Tommy. I've had a lot of fun too. Thank you. If anyone listening at home wants to check out any of your work or um, see anything that you're working on at the moment, where could they find that? Uh, so my website is uh, tommygakenwan.com and my Insta handle is at TGKWAN, that's TGK1. Excellent. I, or, I have already subscribed to that Insta <laughs> handle uh, and I think it's a, a really spectacular account to follow. I love Thank it. you very much. Um, yeah, and if you want to find us, you can go on to the same websites, you can go on to Twitter, you can go on to Instagram and you can follow BuildABond007 and you can find out all about when we've got new episodes coming out, some behind the scenes content, uh, and as well find a little bit about our reviews of No Time to Die as well. Yeah, and a little special secret for you at the end of this special episode, Series 3 is already underway, so we'll be coming to you very soon.